Hello, welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. My name's Ollie. I'm Becky. And this is a podcast aimed at anyone who does youth or children's work, employed or volunteer. And it's kind of us thinking about and sharing our experience over quite a few years of um, engaging in church, children and youth ministry. And this is our 11th episode and it's all about volunteers. Um, and yeah. I think that's a fairly universal thing. No church ever anywhere has said, yeah, I think we've got enough volunteers or volunteers is not a struggle for us. Churches love volunteers. Basically, most of the work is done by volunteers and we never feel like we've got enough. If you're an employed youth worker or children's worker, you never feel like your team's too big or I don't know anyone who's ever felt that. And if, I don't know, as being a volunteer too, I've never felt, oh yeah, there's not enough work for me to do. Um, so it's been interesting to talk about and explore together. So first thing probably is recruitment. What have you got any thoughts, Becky, on what it takes to recruit a, a decent, strong team? I think first things first is probably the best thing is to be prepared. So to know what you want, you know, what kind of person are you looking for? What qualities are you looking for in that person? how many people do you need you know you're trying to recruit a whole team for a new activity or event you're trying to run is it you know a one-off thing or is it going to be a regular thing you know because I think the best thing is to be clear up front with people so that they know what commitment is being asked of them and you know what commitment you're asking <laughs> so it's not sort of airy-fairy and sort of up for interpretation but you're being clear with people you know that you want them every week on a Tuesday term time only or whatever or you know that you want them there's going to be a rotor and actually you're trying to recruit twice as many volunteers as you need so that people don't need to be there every week um and also yeah how long for so you know do you want those volunteers to sign up for a year or is it, you know, a project that is just going to be a one-off event? And what is it exactly that you want them to do while they're there? You know, are they going to be expected to lead stuff? Or are they just going to be assisting? Um, you know, are there particular skills that you want them to bring? Are you looking for somebody who can play guitar or lead worship or <laughs> who can do craft stuff? Or, you know, what kind of people are you looking for? And I think if you know... If you can, the more detail and stuff you can identify at the beginning, the more you can sort of do a pitch to people to say, this is what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, in some of those conversations with people face to face, you can say why you think that person is going to be good for it. <laughs> because then it's really personal. It's a personal ask. And I think they're more likely to say, and my experience is they're more likely to say yes, if they have that kind of personal ask and they know that you want them for it, not just anybody, but you think they're going to be good for the role that you're looking for. That has another side to it as well, because actually they then are good for the role you're looking yeah. for. Everyone's, and I think there is something to be said for a kind of um, appeal from the front for particular things, but you do then put yourself in an awkward situation if there's somebody yeah. who you just think it's not you, you know, like, <laughs> I think in some senses it's better to have the right person in a volunteer role yeah. um, doing something that they are passionate about and they will be really good at or, mm -hmm. or at least has the desire to kind of 
grow in rather than any old person in some senses we're like yeah beggars can't be choosers but I think if you ask people individually I know that's been best for me because I thought oh these guys would be great I would love to have them on my team but they're really really busy or I don't know if they'd want to do it but just asking the question um and with that sense of clarity I think is actually it's helpful for us but it's also much more appealing if you're a volunteer to be like this this parameter thing is what I'm committing to and here's why I think it's really important to keep your vision Mm. solid and so people know what they're doing and why they're doing it someone was saying to me the other day like generations have shifted in the old days people in church would be like a job needs doing I'll do it whereas now younger kind of generations are much more like why does this need doing and can I get behind it? And therefore I'll do it. So I think we're much, we're more precious about our time. We don't just want to fulfill a function. We want to do something that's useful. Yeah. So having a vision, this particular group is for this, and this is what it looks like. And my best teams have been where I've essentially handpicked people and been like, you, you would get, you would be really good at this particular thing. Please, can you do it? Um, yeah. I think, yeah, just just going back to what you said before about those kind of blanket asks, I guess, in a notice sheet or, you know, from the front in notices in church. Um, when we just ask for volunteers like that and don't follow it up with any kind of personal conversations or personal asks, like it, it can be a bit risky because, like I said before, like you might have in mind the kind of person and qualities and stuff that you want, you know, in our last podcast we talked about what makes a good leader and we're looking for you know good leaders are people who are going to set a good example who are going to have certain qualities and stuff that young people can look up to and aspire to you might get somebody (laughs) come forward to volunteer who totally is not that and you kind of need to have a backup plan of how you're going to say that that person isn't suitable um and I guess as well on top of that you know them there might be all sorts of different criteria that your church requires of people who are going to volunteer with kids and youth. Like as clear as you can be with people up front in terms of what you're looking for and who you're looking for, people can sort of hopefully <laughs> engage from your initial communication, whether they are the right person or not for it. But also I'd say like, I've found it better to kind of pray for wisdom and pray for who God wants in those roles that I'm looking for and ask him who I should be asking so go to people directly and say hey George I think you'd be great for this volunteer role can you would you be up for coming and volunteering um partly because direct asks are more likely to get a response back like you either that person either has to say yes or no so they're gonna have to go away (laughs) and consider whether or not they think that they they can or they are right for the role. Um, So you're sort of presenting people with a direct opportunity to get involved or not. Obviously they can, they can come back and say, actually, no, like I haven't got the time or I don't think it's right. Or, you know, I've got too many other commitments, but at the same time, they're probably more likely to say yes, because you've done the direct ask and because you've said why you think they're going to be good for it, which kind of, hopefully is <laughs> enticing them and selling the vision for why you want them to be there and why you think it should be them. Um, 
so that all of that helps with recruitment yeah and I think and at the same like all of that being said we have to like you were talking about pray and we have to allow God to open our eyes to because we're never going to get the perfect person otherwise we wouldn't be there and they're allowing God to open our eyes to see potential or see what we hadn't seen because of prejudices or you know there's always going to be people who in a church who we naturally click with and who we don't naturally click with and that isn't necessarily the parameters for a good team probably a good team has a range of different personality types different kind of strengths and weaknesses and being I certainly need God to help me out with that because otherwise I'd just pick a whole load of people who are a bit like me who I find fun um and and that'd be that and it wouldn't be a great team because <laughs> it would just yeah. be a load of people like me um, really. I think as well like when we just rely on that blanket ask to people sometimes within churches you know hopefully I've seen it with older people like they think they're not right for it because like they're out of touch or they haven't been involved in youth work for a really long time and just things have moved on and culture's moved on and will they be the sort of people that young people want around um leading a kids or youth activity and I've found it a lot harder to recruit for youth stuff than kids stuff um I think because it just seems that that next step up and maybe you know there'll be a bit more difficult topics to um that might come up maybe there'll be you know worse behavior that we'll have to deal with and so sometimes people shy away from coming forward to volunteer for youth stuff when actually when you ask them directly you say actually I think you can do this and you're the kind of person that we're looking for and this is why like you break some of those barriers down that perhaps they would have had to come forward themselves so that can be really helpful as well and people are busy and so you've done some of the pre-thinking for them obviously all of us in in our culture are busy but as if you're an employed worker you've done the pre-thinking that your potential volunteer doesn't have time to do you've done that as a service for them and they they could now you know they can discount that and be like actually no but at least you've said I know you I know who you are and within that context I think you'd be really great um yeah for these reasons but no pressure I think you're really good so once once we've got people on team assuming that all goes well uh what about kind of supporting them and keeping them because yeah in our in my experience actually having consistent leaders is a really important part of the ministry I think if you have people flitting in and out that can have some strengths um yeah but actually consistency over the years is stuff is something that's been really important to our ministry but how do what do we do if we want to keep people and help them feel valued and supported give people the opportunity to sign up for as much as they are willing to rather than just expect them to be at everything yeah. <laughs> I think is one of the things so it's it's about expectations both from our expectation of what we want from people being clear about that but also like a, enabling the volunteer to share those same expectations rather than being than being different um and also, I guess, yeah, it's, it's being aware, part of that is being aware, sorry, of like uh, the time commitments and the lives of volunteers. Like they have, they might have families and jobs and other commitments that they have in their week. And this is like an extra thing that they're doing. <laughs> so 
you know it's being aware of that as part of that um and not just expecting them to be you know to be at everything every week yeah and you're the gatekeeper of like your expectations like all of us if we're passionate about ministries will and you know volunteered or paid the people who are supporting the ministries that we're passionate about will always want want more and will want to be doing more and we're the gatekeepers of what's a fair expectation yeah of the person you know because if we if we're just all needy all the time and like <laughs> oh there's this and that people will feel guilty about not and that's not that's not fair that they've committed to do a particular thing and it's up to us to make sure you know they may want to do people may want to do more but it's it's their call to say i've got more i want to give i think whereas we're just being very careful about oh this would be so great if only there were more people just makes people feel undervalued it makes them feel like they're not doing enough when really mm -hmm. really they are if you've been clear about what you're asking them to do from the start i think that's an important role if you're leading and heading up a team is to is to safeguard their commitments and say no thank you i know that you would do that for me but you know it's okay some things might not get done and and that's okay yeah and I think sometimes we, yeah we have to be the person you know I've had the situation before where we have let it we have let volunteers volunteer for more than one team within the youth work so we had like lots of different activities running and there was a couple of volunteers who wanted to do everything and were happy to do everything um because their their situation was that they had more time but then in amongst that like you also you have to be the one as the team leader to protect them so sometimes what they want to do is not necessarily what is best for them to do um yeah. and you know you want to you they need to have a life outside of your the ministry um in the same way as you wouldn't expect somebody who's being paid for x amount of hours to do way way above those hours you know with staff we're quite clear about you know hours and breaks and all those kind of things and we have to be the same with volunteers and sometimes um even if people are willing to to do every week or multiple times a week every week for x amount of days like there has to be periods where they're not expected to be there and they can have a break and or you choose to stop the activity during school holidays or those kind of things to make sure that people have breaks and um, are getting the rest they need and and are bringing energy to to the activity and stuff every time that it does happen, um, but not you know not at the stage where they're burning out or they're regretting signing up for being a volunteer in the first place. And actually, I've had that I had that pointed out to me. Just little simple things like if you do a training thing. Yeah. obviously if you're the if either you're paid or you're putting more time into it and you're the team leader like you've got the time to go to the training and run the group the next night because you know for me that's my job so I've, you know it's work time but if you're if you're volunteering and you've got a really busy life actually if the person leading up says right we've done training this week there's no youth group next week yeah. And that's okay. The youth work's not going to fall apart. Actually, the youth work will fall apart or the children's work will fall apart if you're undervalued, overworked volunteer team all burn out. That's much more dangerous than missing a week so that people can have a week off and, and just be at home or do 
do whatever. And I think early days as well, I, I've certainly done this. Um, you look at a thing, you look at a youth group um, or, or a children's group or something, you think, ah, it's only an hour and a half. I could do a couple of those. What's the big deal? But actually, as people who are more experienced, you know, it, you know, yeah, the group runtime is an hour and a half, but you've got the debriefs, you've got the fact that you're emotionally exhausted because you know, some stuff's coming up or you've just putting yourself out there. It, it feels like more, it's more of a commitment than people realize. And we know that. So in early days, just holding people back a little bit and saying, yeah, yeah, you know, try this out. Um, we also, I mean, it never happens, but we also have a trial period. So we talked about mm. times of commitment. We, for our different groups, we say we'd like you to commit for a year, excluding, you know, excluding that's just roughly what the commitment is. Obviously, the people are volunteering, they can bail whenever they want, but that's the that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, but having that, yeah, having that very clear expectation, this is this is for a year, but we then have a a trial period of a month. Yeah. So that once okay. you've committed to something, you're not like, oh no, this signed is not up for life. It was. Yeah. And so you can easily both ways say do you know what this isn't right and you haven't just because you've done one night you're not then committed for a whole year um and I think that makes it less scary and also helps people to be more involved like I've made this choice I want to be here um Mm. yeah I think as well like allowing people to have a taster of the activity like they're really not sure whether they want to volunteer or not um you know I've invited people along before as a guest just to see how how it happens and see what it's like to be there um which gives gives them you know a really good uh idea of of what that will be like and stuff um, yeah which is good and i would prob- i'd probably say as team leaders depending on what your circumstances are to take as much of the weight off at your your team as you possibly can to try and um, you know, I, we make plans. I make plans for our team. We try and do leaders training so that people feel more confident. Um, try and make sure that people are, you do some of the legwork so that when people come, they can give, they can give their best to what they're doing and not feel they have to do lots of stuff that's going to tire them out and isn't, isn't what it is. But that, that really depends on, again, it's about being clear. Here is the level of support I can offer as the team leader. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it is and 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 making sure that you're not just expecting people to carry the whole ministry um, yeah because they've signed up for once a week yeah I think another important part of it as well is uh like equipping the volunteers for the role that you've asked them to do so like that might be internal training stuff that you're going to run at the beginning um if you're starting something new um or like getting helping them to catch on with the vision and keep that vision so you know having reminders or you know days away as a team once a year or at the start of term you know instead of having that youth club or that kids club having a team meeting instead where you're going to go over you know what's expected or at their input for what's coming up in the term and get help them to pray for the young people and part of it as well as safeguarding you know as a church you might run your own course or you might have one that you signpost um and you know the importance of debriefing after activities and 
having team meetings to plan stuff together so that people feel like a part of it not not that it's all being decisions are all being made yeah outside of their control um but that they're they're inputting into it and they're a part of it I think that all helps with retention yeah and it's a ministry that you share as a team rather than all the volunteers just being little minions of yours that are doing basically doing what you don't have time to do that's that's really unhealthy and some it can sometimes feel like that if we feel like I've just got to do this 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 this. give that job to that person that job to this person but actually it's if it's a team it's a team ministry you might be the team leader but they are we all hold and share the same vision and we're all trying to do the same thing and we're all individuals and we're all different and we're bringing strengths and weaknesses into that and working together I think that's an important dynamic to keep hold of so those team meetings and those team social times become even more important because it's not just getting a you know a, a living person to fill dbs quotas or stack chairs or be at this thing it's actually i i want you to be part of this ministry with me if that if you have the same vision if you have a vision for it and it's something god's put on your heart i think that's that's yeah. the best and I think that ties into cultivating the team, doesn't it? Like allowing, making sure that we allow the leaders within that within the team, the volunteers to grow and learn and use their skills as well. Um, and perhaps that sometimes if someone comes in who's got a different skill that you're not utilising, you know, being aware and getting to know those team members and maybe making new opportunities for them to share that skill or that gift within within the group by maybe providing an extra opportunity where there wasn't one before yeah um and you know encouraging them to do it because sometimes we think oh you know they haven't come forward and said they want to lead worship or they want to you know teach or pass on the this craft skill or whatever it is that they've got um, or they want to have a go at leading the session um sometimes people don't come forward for those things until you say hey have you thought about giving this a go um, so actually as the leader of of the activity we need to be the one who kind of looks out for that stuff um, and gives people responsibility and ownership in those kind of ways as well um, and then obviously yeah making sure that we're building community within the team so that team members are getting to know each other and um, whether that's you know inviting everybody to the pub after the session or <laughs> and doing a debrief there or you know like once a year or once a term you get together as a team and um, do something fun and it doesn't always have to be like a team meeting or something that's sort of official it can be something that you know you invite people to or a way that you sort of bless them and thank them for their role and kind of combine that into one yeah and make it and make it nice I think team socials that are literally just to bless them whether that's you buy some nice bottles of wine on the youth work budget or or you know <laughs> pay for it yourself depends on, <laughs> depends on your own budget um uh, and you know we once a year not during the pandemic we had bar people around or the whole youth team around for a barbecue at our house yeah. um and like it's not it's great because i really like and respect everyone who's who's on the team um that you know 
they're into youth work so they're fun to hang out with and it's it's good to talk with them and it's just a nice way to show and I don't think we should feel bad about that again I think you know if you if you don't have capacity for that take a week off running groups and do that together because it's important yeah. it's important for the ministry it's an important part of, of what you're doing that the team uh, know and love each other and I think also respecting um, and allowing space for disagreement is really important so you know I'd much rather my team were able to say to me you know this thing that we've been doing for the last five years I'm not sure why we do it or is it working and that can sometimes be a bit annoying but actually being able to hear that and and there's been so many good things I mean I just met recently with a leader and we chatted about the language that's used in some of the plans and the way we talk and mm. I'm so glad that they brought that up with me and didn't feel like they just had to a toe a line or kind of be subvert but actually just yeah yeah fair enough actually that's interesting that's not how I saw it but I'm glad you're on the team and you you see it and pick it up for us yeah um, but allowing that space to reshape things and and I'm really proud that there are people on our team who hold passionately to what we're doing and so if I ever try and bring up any change they're like no 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 and you know I like I like that because it's not just it's not my ministry that they're doing it's our ministry that we're doing together yeah and I think people they want to feel valued and that's what helps them stick around longer so if you show that you value their opinion and their perspective and stuff and that you value them as people by you know encouraging them and helping them be better at their roles and they're much more likely to stick around for longer um yeah that's what I so think. that's all the golden stuff yeah um, and if you've got any thoughts on what about if it all goes wrong what what if yeah. there are you know some disasters either there's a big buster or there's a leader who's just not right for all the all that you want them to be they're just setting a bad example or they just they just don't they're not they're not fitting and not it's not working or you know you have big disagreements or yeah people not liking each other what's what are some of the I think this is where like the relationship with your volunteers is really key it's like if you haven't made an effort to build that and to cultivate that then the tough conversations can be even tougher <laughs> because it kind of feels like out of the blue and um I mean, you don't want it to come across in a, ne a really negative way so that people resign from their volunteer role, <laughs> um, unless that's what you're asking them to do <laughs> in those <laughs> severe, severe situations. But yeah, I think, you know, sometimes it can be a volunteer set a really bad example or they've said or done something that actually they, they should know better on. Um, Sometimes we just need to, after the session, after everybody else has gone, have a conversation with that one volunteer. Um, like I don't, I think we have to be careful about, you know, shaming people in front of other people because that can be really negative as well. Um, and sometimes like some of those behavioral things might come out in conversation anyway, in the debrief, like where you talk about stuff that hasn't gone well in the club and they might bring up themselves actually they struggled to tell somebody off or they lost their temper or um this thing happened and they didn't really know how to deal with it like those can open the door to discuss it um but sometimes you have to have a separate conversation with somebody about something where you say actually like what you did or what you said um 
wasn't the best and could have been done better and that all is in within that, that context of actually that you value them that you want to help them be better at their role not that you want to shame them or just pick up the things they're bad at you know you want to balance it with the things that they're good at and that you still want them to be part of the team but you know in future they could do it this way instead yeah. um and I think we should expect the same from volunteers to us I think as well yeah. like actually right. we if, if we're gonna yeah bring people up on mistakes they've made or things they could have done better we have to expect the same from them you know if, if we've messed up or we've done something wrong we have to accept that criticism as well um and I think sometimes you know it's those when things go wrong scenarios are you know the volunteers have said they're going to come and they never turn up you know you have to there has to be a point where you you bring that up with them and say you know we're expecting you on Tuesday where were you kind of thing um and those conversations can be awkward <laughs> I hate that. I'm massively, massively conflict averse. And so I hate, yeah. I hate those conversations. And I've had that before. One time I just let a volunteer sort of disappear. They kept saying they were going to come and I just knew they weren't. So I planned for that. And that's not the right way to deal with it. I don't think, I think it's, no. it's not respecting them. It's good to say, are you, we, you know, this is the commitment. Do you want to do this anymore? Or actually do you want to stop, you know, letting people yeah. make an active choice rather than just, fizzle out totally and I think sometimes that comes back to the expectations thing like if you haven't been clear with somebody yeah. about how you want them to let you know like if they're not gonna be able to make it um or you know if they can't make it are they supposed to find their own cover you know if they're on a rotor do they need to switch with somebody for next week and actually that's how they sort it out or you know I guess you need to have made it clear <laughs> this is why the expectations thing up front is really clear because you don't want them just to not turn up because if everybody didn't turn up then technically you can't have the youth club or the kids club because you haven't got the volunteers to to manage it properly and so setting those expectations really early on are really important when you when people don't follow them <laughs> the like issue is actually the expectations differ so like your expectation is very different to what their expectation is and they yeah. don't think they've done anything wrong or they don't see it how you see it and those kind of things can be even even more tricky to deal with i think as well like you said about setting expectations up front i think that lots of the time if conversations are preemptive so we say we say to people at an earlier stage oh um I haven't seen you for a week. You're, were you okay? Um, yeah. So you're not kind of slamming down on people, but just that is the expectation. And also intentionally positive communication because youth and children's work is hard and you don't always get the positive feedback, but I, I don't do it very well probably, but I try and spot like actually and praise stuff as par for the course, you know, actually you're really good at this or that particular situation I overheard it and it sounded like it went really well um just so that it's not all any time that someone says is it all right can we just have a quick chat that didn't code for you've done a terrible job um yeah. but it's yeah and and again hopefully that goes both ways I'm terrible at taking praise as well um it's really awkward about it but like allowing that space for for people to hear praise and um, yeah, and criticism, and it's all 
it's all a positive, I think is really good. Yeah, totally. And then I guess before we finish, it'd be good just to talk about the other side of it. You know, we've both been volunteers as well as paid staff and team leaders of volunteers. Um, so I guess how it might be good to share a bit about how we made the most of it and grew and thrived in those roles as volunteers. For me, it was about remembering why I'm doing it. A bit like the person commented about, I needed, you know, I, did I want to get out in the evening and go to, because I took a year working for the union. During that year, I volunteered with like four youth groups, which is probably way too many, but I had a real passion for the, for the youth work still. And I loved being with the young people and everything when I was there. But, you know, that moment where you're like, I could just stay at home hang out with my wife and watch a film but instead we're opening opening our home up to this particular youth group or I'm going off here to lead that or and and actually what kept going was the vision this is something that God's put on my heart this is something that God's gifted me to do and it's something that I think is important the, the development of these young people and their their faith journey is something I think is important and if I can play a small part in supporting that then that makes me want to be there. And about having those healthy parameters. It's not me. It doesn't all fall down to me. I am not the be all and end all to this ministry that God's running. And so it keeps it healthy. It's like, yeah, I want to go. And it's not like, oh, I have to, because otherwise Jesus won't be able to, you know, it, it's just about that healthy expectation. Yeah. of Yeah, there's some work I can do. It doesn't all revolve on me, but I, I love it and I want to be there. And I think that's important. If you're ever in the stage where you feel you're like just dredging yourself there because it's expected of you or it's a maybe it's time to reevaluate not necessarily you know might be that god is still calling you there and there is still life to be gained there or it could be that you've got into a rut and this you know and it's better to to stop um if you just feel like you have to and and that's yeah that would be my advice from experience of what i'm doing what about you becky yeah i think i'd say like you get out of volunteering what you put in so like I think it's better not to look at it as like what's the bare minimum that we can give <laughs> but like actually commitment and consistency pays off so like the more we're willing to be at something at an activity you know even if it's, it's like I'm an introvert so it always takes me longer to build relationships with people and to see the impact of that um and so I think in the past like it's been sometimes where it like it's been up to me how much I'm involved with something whether I'm there every week or or once a month whatever like sometimes I've had to force myself to be involved maybe slightly more than I would have been because I know that it's going to pay off because actually young people and children really appreciate that continuity and, and consistency and actually that's when we see um, that's when we see growth happen and we see God moving and so like all of that obviously has to be balanced all the time with that work-life volunteering balance um, but sometimes yeah it's it's just being aware that actually sometimes we have to and it costs us something like to, to give up every Tuesday or to give up every other Tuesday or whatever it is to go and be at that activity um, but when we do step out and we're willing to be obedient and be involved in these things, like it's, we are allowing God to work through us in that situation. And actually that's where 
that's where the magic happens isn't it like when we're obedient to what God's asking us to do um we see we see him at work and we see him him working in people's lives um I think as well the other thing I'd say is like most people who end up in youth and kids ministry jobs they start off as volunteers (laughs) and so at some point there has been you know a wider calling to to those people like to me and to Ollie to get involved with youth work as a as a job or as a career and sometimes those only happen because we as individuals are open to that being a thing and I think sometimes we can we can compartmentalize our lives and think well I just volunteer here and you know I give a couple of hours a week but you know that's it um, that's all I'm willing to do and actually sometimes we have to be open to how how God wants to use us in that situation and actually sometimes that might be more than what we had planned and yeah. so I guess yeah the importance of being open to how God wants to use you in the situation and not just limit that to our own expectations but actually be open to how God wants to use us and sometimes yeah that might mean actually he wants you to to do youth or kids ministry as a job or take on more responsibility or get out of your comfort zone and actually lead stuff rather than just assist with stuff or you know God wants to wants each of us to grow as individuals and people just as much as he does through the roles that we do so I think yeah being open to what God wants to do is is something I'd say about being on that other side of being a volunteer So I guess, yeah, before we finish, just to say, you know, if you are a volunteer and you're struggling or um, would appreciate talking to somebody, even if things are going great, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Or if you're on the other side of it and you're running a team or you're really struggling to recruit volunteers off the back of COVID pandemic and not sure where to start or you want to start something new and you need to start from scratch with volunteers um, or you've got a good team and you actually want to help them help cultivate them better whatever it is whatever your situation is youth work plus is here to support you and so yeah it would be it'd be a good opportunity to sort of just mention that at the end here so yeah get in contact with us even practically speaking if you want some bespoke training or something we've done that sort of stuff before so if you like i'd really love to do training around my with my team and i find personally really helpful to get external people in to do training even if I could lead it myself it's just much better to get an outside voice so if you need that and want that get in touch we can we can kind of build that alongside with you yeah and or if you want to know about other training courses that are out there that you want to kind of you want to go on or want to take or recommend to your volunteers um, then we can signpost some of those as well hopefully later this year we're going to be running our own um, youth work essentials course for volunteers who are involved in youth or kids ministry or want to start doing some youth ministry stuff I'm sure we'll post on social media on our website and we've got more info about how to sign up for that and it's going to be free so (laughs) everybody loves a freebie um yeah I hope you've enjoyed listening to us today hopefully it's been useful and at least something will stick out that actually you'll think yeah I can take that on board and that will be really useful for my context um, don't forget to like share and subscribe it helps you and others find us um, on all the platforms and thank you for listening
Bye. Bye-bye. We'll see you next time.